1: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things dog pound, LGB on the LOB. Locked on Browns brought to you by the Locked on Podcast Network. Wherever you get your podcast, Locked on Browns, follow, subscribe, always free. Five star ratings, written reviews, victory Monday. And with Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated, along for the ride, as you guys know, for the post and the pre. I, Pete we talked about this as far as the pregame show and look, Justin Fields, Justin Fields may turn out to be one hell of a quarterback in the NFL. The Browns defense needed this week. The talent that is there on that side of the ball needs to show that they can command a game. Game certainly was close early. Browns lagged a little bit in the first half before they found out exactly what they were going to be able to do offensively. But Pete, this defense today, nine sacks in total, Miles Garrett, let's just who are we kidding, folks? Your defensive player of the week, most likely. If somebody beats four and a half sacks in a game, I'd love to see the game that they're going to put forward. Uh, Jeremiah Wusu koromoa running around nine hundred million miles an hour. You saw flashes of just exactly what you know the Browns feel they have in this young player. Whether it was playing a heavy amount of secondary players, whether their hand was forced or not, doesn't matter. This is somewhere where they want to get to. But, Pete, on the defensive side of the ball, this is kind of an inkling of what this group is capable of. There is a ton of talent there on the defensive line, in the secondary. And for Justin Fields today, look, there's going to be better days than this. But today, the young man basically just witnessed what it was like if the Ohio State defense in his years there in Columbus were able to go live on every rap in practice.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Browns – finally get to showcase what they've been trying to build and the combination of the size and strength and speed they have up front combined with this, the speed they have in the back end um, is really difficult, especially for a young quarterback. You you know, Justin Fields on any number of occasions tried to win with his legs and he found out the hard way just, just isn't fast enough uh, for most of the guys he's dealing with. Uh, when you are able to sort of show pressure or show coverage, and then all of a sudden have a linebacker in JOK who can cover like 15 yards in what seems like about a second uh, to get a sack on you. I mean, it's, it's incredibly daunting to deal with that. And what gets lost in the fact that the Browns had nine sacks is they also had seven pass deflections, which they were blanketing receivers for the most part in this game, and they made it really difficult uh, for fields to, to hit passes when he did have, uh, time to throw and they had their opportunities to intercept a couple, uh, but were unable to capitalize in part due to penalties, but they, they, they did a really, really good job and sort of showed what this can be and why, uh, the Browns have been talking about and sort of working towards this ability to just run, stay run, and then stay in this dime defense the whole game.
1: Uh, we've talked about it. It's getting your best athletes on the field. It's being, you know, as absolute fast to the football as possible. Um, and yes, the pass rush—it's—it it, started getting going after the first drive. But Pete, you saw with Jeremiah Wusu koromoa and you know, uh, you know, whatever you know, however he avoided Jason Peters, and it's just a quickness factor. And look, Jason Peters is a Hall of Famer, um, and not to crap on that, but um, you know, he's not. A Hall of Fame type of player anymore on the field, but J.O.K. And you know, we've all had so many fun conversations <laughs> wink, unwink, whatever over there, you know, the years here on Lockdown Browns about the linebacker position. But we talked about this a little bit during the game. It's it, it's rare when you got a guy who is well, I don't want to say rare, but it's, it, it's terrifying when you get a guy who has the heart and the effort, the athletic ability but just has the football smarts and basically sees things a little bit before other players do. And he's just got this innate ability to get himself you know, into the fray. And it's, it's not about the execution of the offensive play. It's just that he just read it so well that he's beating you to the execution.
0: Well, I mean, the, the Browns defensive line is designed to protect him. And it did exactly that. Uh, they were, they kept him free. Uh, to fly around and make tackles. And that's sort of the dream scenario. If he has to take on blocks, he's going to struggle. And uh, you know, he almost never had to do that. Uh, and the few times he, he did have to negotiate, he actually did a pretty good job with it. But when you're playing well enough up front that you will allow a player like JOK to basically play downhill and just sprint to every tackle or coverage player or whatever he wants you're gonna be at a massive disadvantage uh, to try to to find ways to d- defeat this defense because he, you know, he's a second level defender. They have better guys behind him covering in the secondary, and then you know, as they did with Ronnie with Ronnie Harrison a few times, they blitzed him off the safety oh, yeah. from the safety spot, and he was able to cause some problems uh, and generate one of their million sacks as well so i mean (laughs) they they showed a lot of different looks and some of those they did the exact same thing against the houston's the houston texans they just didn't do any do do very well with them for example the uh overloaded pressure one side with like three guys on one side of the line and a lone dn on the other they did they did that plenty against the texans it just wasn't as successful where against the the bears Uh, they were getting consistently two, three guys able to uh, not only win their block, but get to the quarterback. And, you know, if if on the off chance Fields was was able to avoid one guy, he was then immediately getting hit by somebody else.
1: Uh, As far as the defensive effort, I I mean, I haven't seen one like this, um, you know, as long as I've, you know, uh, Ben, the host here of Lockdown Browns. Um, you win the game 26 to six. Um, technically, should have been 26 to three. I have no idea where that pass interference call came from on John Johnson, the third. Um, but Pete, this is a game where, like, you know, even if you wanted to, as well as the defensive line played, as well as JOK played in the second line, I mean, I don't even know, you know, there's no way to even essentially evaluate really the secondary today. Just because, I mean, when you get to the point where a quarterback literally threw for one total yard, when you factor in, you know, the, the sacks that were, you know, on Justin Fields, I mean, look, I mean, they all ain't going to be like this. We understand that days like this don't happen. You know, you might not even get them. You know, you don't get them once a year, maybe once every two, three seasons where your defense clicks like it did and your defensive line just absolutely disrupts, abuses, embarrasses an offensive line in front of them. Uh So, you know, yeah, great step in the right direction as far as maybe this whole defense coming together um, You Um, know, and this defensive secondary getting more time to play with each other. Greg Newsom looked active. Denzel Ward looked active. It, 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 you know, it's just it, it, it's a great, great thing to see. And we're going to get to the offense here in a minute where it didn't have, you know, the effort that they normally do. But when you can start talking about, Pete, the fact that your defense can set a tone for a game and your offense basically just has to do, you know, minimal amount, it's crazy to think. But it's the possibility of the potential of this defensive group.
0: Well, I I, I can't say I was surprised by the DP, the defense best interference. Well, I I think I thought it was going to get called the second Uh, he pushed. I'm not surprised. I don't really – have any issue with the call i just have an issue with the the fact that they get 43 yards for it um but coverage wise i i don't the thing i think you can take away from this is just the ability to play more aggressively and downhill um which doesn't mean that they're suddenly going to do that every game but like this, this notion that they just don't do that was never accurate. They they certainly can do that. It's just a question of are they going to play well enough to do it? Can they can their defense function in a way that allows them to do that more often? Um you saw you know guys poking passes away all over the field from uh linebacker back to the safeties uh corners whatever. So I wouldn't say you're going to go well the, you know the Browns secondary is great as a result of this game but i do think um i do think that you can at least look at this and go hopefully we get to see more of this maybe this was a dress rehearsal for what the bronze are going to face in two weeks with kyler murray or three weeks uh with kyler murray against arizona Uh, you know you could see some of the same things Uh, he may not be as as easy to sort of deal with in the pocket because he might see the field better and get the ball out more effectively. But that type of suffocating downhill play can, can, and I would expect will come back at points um, as long as this group plays well. And I expect they're going to get better over the course of the year.
1: Just a fantastic day. And, you know, as anybody knows, I had mentioned on the pregame show, I think the defense needed this. Um, We do these locked on video segments And, you know, for me, the Browns key to the game was Joe Woods and getting this defense. And you need to make Justin Fields look like the first-time rookie starter on the road he was, and they 110% did it. They were in his head. Um, There were balls he could have thrown away, but I think it was just to the point where he was just so rattled by the athleticism, physicality, and the tenaciousness of this Browns defensive line. You know, man was just overmatched today. Um, This happens. Um, Certainly not going to be the last battle for Justin Fields. Um, And for everybody uh, who are diehard Browns fans and also diehard Ohio State fans, where it seems like that is a pretty solid unison, this is an issue we got to worry about most likely for a while now, Justin Fields. So best of luck to Justin Fields, and most importantly, the Browns defense and defensive line got after it and him today, which was truly, truly needed. We are going to get to the offensive side of the ball here, some other game thoughts, um, and still... Although now it is a three-way tie in the AFC North, your first place, Cleveland Browns. More coming here. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, Victory Monday on Locked On Browns. Hey Browns fans, this is Jeff Lloyd with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to twenty-five cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill. Up. Just download the Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code Touchdown and get a bonus twenty-five cents per gallon in your first fill-up. That's up to fifty cents cash back per gallon. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Again, just download the app for free. Use the promo code Touchdown to get up to fifty percent, fifty cent uh, per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there is no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is passcode code. Touch down. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the grid. Iron, as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for the pro and college football action this season with a few with a new updated site in their interface. Even more odds, props and contest. Betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100 percent welcome bonus that is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the easiest and fastest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Beat the offensive side of the ball. Um slow and sluggish to begin with um Baker Mayfield and as much as everybody was making about the completion percentage um the Browns actually went back this week to try to open it up a little bit go a little bit deeper uh we talked on the pregame where does Odell fit into this equation um you know and for me i basically said Odell you know is he going to be comfortable with four receptions for 60 yards and that being a huge part of the offense and that being something that can help them do everything else they want to do. Um, But if we're going to talk about the Browns offense today, Pete, you got to start with number 27, Um, whether it was receiving, whether it was running and you Nick Chubb just wasn't going his way today. And this is a ridiculous, ridiculous situation the Browns are in where you have Nick Chubb and the running game is just not working with him for a week. And granted this rarely, rarely ever happens. Uh, But Kareem reckless abandon. Um, whether it was, you know, seeing contact coming, um, and basically diving into it to ensure it was going to be three to four yards, um, more per play, um, as much as everybody wants to talk about the touchdown run, you know, the play in the backfield, avoiding the tackler. I think for me, the more impressive part was dusting the guy on the corner and then just taking it up into the house. But number 27, um, hell of a day for Kareem Hunt, and it just goes to show the depth Of the skill players the Browns have on the offensive side of the ball, where it's you know kind of like all right, well this week might be your week, next week might be your week. Everybody kind of gets a chance. But twenty seven running wise, receiving wise, he went hard today.
0: Well, I think you're 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 starting to see what the Browns should do with him all the time, which is maximize him in the running game and the passing game.
1: Uh, He's on the field getting the
0: ball. (laughs) The uh, Bears dominated the line of scrimmage quite a bit in this game and Nick Chubb's running style is obviously patient looking for cutback lanes or just lanes in general. And when you're, you're getting beat up front, you know, that patience works against you and he was getting tackled short uh, was averaging like three yards a carry for until the fourth quarter. Whereas Kareem hunt, who's not running zone concepts at this point, he's basically just running gap stuff which is exactly what he should do where he's got one hole he's got to get to and just gets there as fast as humanly possible he's able to get through before the bears are able to close those holes he he runs fast he runs violently he runs almost chaotically at points where he's like jumping at guys uh (laughs) but he's really good at things like screen game he's really good at things like the arrow routes and angle routes that you can get the ball quickly underneath. And with the Brown spacing, he's got so much more room to operate uh, that he can do a lot more, more of those things. Uh, so those were, were great to see just be by virtue of the space that players like Odell Beckham are creating and having to keep uh, be cognizant of players like Nick Chubb and some of these other things that you now have these opportunities for uh for Cream uh, Hunt to to get more opportunities in space, I, I, you know, I want to see him used more uh, motioned out of the formation or have both backs on the field to create some different opportunities. But this is sort of, you know, what you get with a maximized Cream Hunt. He's never going to be a as good of a runner as Nick Chubb, even though he had a better average in this game. But when he can do the things he does in the passing game, he suddenly becomes a just a big-time playmaker, and the Browns can just torture defenses with the amount of things they have to occupy with them. Uh, Baker Mayfield did not play particularly well in terms of accuracy. I think there's about half a dozen balls he wishes he had back. Uh, The one to
1: Felton easily. Although Felton probably could have dove for that one to Felton. That was an easy six. and he was one to himself.
0: He was mad at himself for the Harrison Bryant one. Like, you're clearly visibly unhappy about that one. And, and you know, he's going to be angry when he gets the tape on some of those throws. Uh, but he did enough to win. Uh, they moved the ball well passing. Uh, they, despite pressure he faced all day, um, was able to make some big throws. Like the one Richard Rashard Higgins where he's got pressure in his face was a big-time throw. Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. um now they look like they have chemistry they look like they know where each other's going to be which is a huge advantage so it's not a great game because bigger mayfield could have taken the bears out of this game really quickly but they didn't turn over the ball other than the terrible fourth down operations they had on the first two drives where that's you know The first one, the play clock was running low. The going
1: for it wasn't the problem. The play calling was the problem.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the the operation was slow. They didn't get the play in. And, like, they snapped the ball. Jennifer Wills doesn't even move. Uh, And then the second one, the mesh is on the wrong side. And, you know, just those type of things. So I'm all for going for it. And ultimately, the Browns weren't punished for it, as I didn't think they would be. But it's disappointing that how bad that part of it was. And I'm sure they'll work to fix it because they've gotten to a point now where you don't where those type of miscues are are surprised rather than you know sort of an expectation like they were with previous regimes so the offense did not have a great day the Bears defense did a lot of things that were good but the bronze were able to do more than enough to win uh, and because of the defense that they didn't need as much and they were able to sort of slowly
1: build the lead until they, they, they took
0: full control of the game at the point where it was 20 to six.
1: And Odell, uh, I guess it was, uh, you know, five for 70 and change, to one reception. So, you know, damn near 90 yards in his you know return after, you know, 11 months or so just impressive. Uh, Pete, my, my first thinking was, is maybe he didn't need to be held out the first two weeks. Um, and maybe he was just being smart and cautious, which is, more than okay. It is 110% fine. Um, but the quickness and the alacrity of you know his route running for you know his time away and Baker understanding, you know, that this guy just it's another gear with Odell. Granted, he is not the fastest wide receiver in the NFL, not even close to it, but the explosion um you know he's got in coming off the offensive line and you know, Baker being cognizant of it, you know, like it's it's a little bit different. Obviously it's a lot different, but it's a little bit different. Um, when you're throwing to Rashard, when you're throwing to Jarvis, he is just going to hit his spot that much quicker than everybody does. And this is with the 11-month absence. This is with you know the questions of whether or not you know where his and Baker's chemistry is on the field. Um, but for all that being said, I mean, you look at the way the outcome of Odell and his impact on this game today. A-number one, it doesn't look like he missed a beat. A-number two, it looked like he and Baker were in his sink that they probably the best thing they maybe ever have been into. It was clicking. It was really, really there today. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you know,
0: again, I wasn't surprised when, you know, he didn't play against the chiefs that they shut him down for the Texans. You know, I, I just don't think that mattered. Uh, I, I think they were, you could call them arrogant, whatever, but they were confident in who they had and they could go out and get that win. And they did. So if that made him more confident, great. Unfortunately, he did pop out his shoulder, which had to be popped back in in this game. Um, not great, but he played uh, played and played well. And, and the spacing he creates is huge for what this team can do because not only do you have to cover him, but you potentially have to cover him with extra help, which just creates opportunities elsewhere, whether it's the running game or passing to other options. It opened up the field. You know when the Browns are getting seven yards on like a uh, a check down drag route to uh, to Rashard Higgins, things are going well. Whereas last year, the second half of the year, there would be a, a just a maze of defenders to try to fight get find the way through. That makes life so much easier for Baker Mayfield and these other receivers, and they can continue to improve and become you know a fully realized. Offensive machine that can hopefully put away some of these other teams quicker than they did Chicago in this one.
1: Yeah, I just, you know, if I, look, it's going to get better. Um, and, you know, and to the credit, I mean, you know, even though the final score was 26 to six, and uh, Brown's probably dropped, you know, damn near 420, 430 yards of total offense, this Bears defense wasn't terrible. You know, Baker did go down five times. Uh, Jedrick Wills, credit to him. I mean, the guy is gutting it out, but you can tell. You know, a number one. You know, he's just not all there. And a number two, at times, maybe it's causing some things elsewhere. You know, maybe you know took a uh, hit to the spirit, so to speak, and you know missed a couple of plays today. But uh, you know, you get it out. And I mean, you look at a guy like Joe Batonio, You look at a guy like J.C. Treader. And then there's you know, are you dinged up or are you like you're out? And you know, I think Jedrick Wills is finding that life in the NFL right now, where you know sometimes you know seventy five percent that's good enough to go because you guys need you um and certainly when you're playing with players like jc treader and Joe batonio who've been through all that they've been through you kind of just do it and uh so i mean look it's going to improve it's going to get better i mean all total the browns running game didn't look that great to begin with but then you look at the, at the end and it's well over 200 yards baker well over i think it was over 240 yards in the air again not Baker's best day. Not as crisp as concise as he would like. But I would like to say, Pete, I think maybe we finally got to see—not um, a lot of, you know, targets his way. Um, but you know what went on this summer and what the effect of Donovan and Peoples Jones can be. I mean, we talk about him having, you know, everybody within this Browns wide receiver unit basically having, you know, their, what their calling card is to the group. And him, he's he's got a bigger build. He's got good size. He's got good length. And two important big-time catches today for number 11, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who probably needed it after a couple of quiet early weeks.
0: Um, yeah. So, like, because the Browns have all this star power back, or at their disposal at least, you're getting players like Donovan Peoples-Jones and uh, Harrison Bryant and some of these other guys as sort of, like, a little spice to the mix as opposed to a featured dude. So Donovan people's Jones only had the two catches, but they were both really good Uh, back, back shoulder throw uh, type action that was able to move the chain. So we're, we're back into this mode with those guys where it's like, they're a little pleasant uh, addition to the offense that gives you enough that you want more, but you're not ever served so much that you you're, you're, you're You're sick of it, which is where they want to be. I, I think that's a good situation to being because they do have players like Chubb and Hunt and you know the tight ends and uh, Beckham that can take pressure off these guys to need to make plays where instead they become, you know a nice a nice player, uh, a nice compliment comes up with a, a key play uh, when they need it as as he did as Richard Higgins did that sort of just allows this offense to keep flowing and sort of remind you that there's, there's this, there's an extra guy. So they're not superstars by any stretch. They're not regular stars. They're not anything, but there are contributors. that can sort of help this team and put a little more pressure on the defense.
1: just, you know, I mean, you know, for the offense, obviously not their best day, but um, when you're supposed to be a really good football team, um, it comes down to every area, every facet, you know, all three, um, units, offense, defense, special teams, and we'll get to a little bit on that. I never really talk kickers, but I think we'll give him a little run here. We'll get that in the third segment. Uh, but when you get it all, all working and you have talent everywhere, uh, you get these opportunities where one unit can pick up another. And, you know, look, this is a good enough effort offensively to beat the Chicago Bears. Uh, not sure if this is going to be a good enough effort offensively to when you get down to the Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs when it matters. Um, but it do, you know, for this point, it doesn't matter. You string together W's, um, simple to let, la- you know, similar to last week, they ain't all got to be pretty. They all count the same. Um, not the best, the Browns best collective effort, but that's where this team is at. They don't have, I mean, it doesn't, as much as you like it, it doesn't have to be a perfect effort execution wise, uh, you know, uh, production wise on the field to still equate to victories. And that's the way it worked out today. And <laughs> I got a problem. I mean, it, for me, it was interesting. I mean, it was fun. I mean, I've never gotten to really be a part of covering the Browns like this and see a defensive effort like was seen today. Um, just you know, it, it, just so much going on. Whether it's Tack McKinley, whether it's David Clowney, of course Miles Garrett. Um, you know, Jeremiah Koromoa. I mean, everybody's getting involved and just hats to the ball and players running a hundred million miles an hour, finding the ball, making plays. It's great, great effort. We're going to get to some final thoughts here. Victory Monday, Locked On Brown Sports Illustrated, Pete Smith, along for the ride with your host, Jeff Floyd. Direct TV stream, folks, I have to tell you, today I want to tell you all about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part is there is no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. The Built Bar Limited Time Flavor uh, Cookie Dough Chunk. Go ahead and make sure you're checking it out. Did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor, obviously, cookie dough chunk When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. And if you don't know the Bilt Bar lineup by now, well, you're missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So you know there is something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of the nine flavors, each 18 bars in total. Not only are the built bar flavors the best tasting, they are healthy too. Most of the bar uh, flavors contain 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carbs. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, the promo code LOCKED15. 15% off at builtbar.com. Pete, we don't talk a lot of kickers on lockdown Browns. Never have. Um, but to be fair, Chase McLaughlin, the one, the first one, the 55-yarder, uh, I wasn't sure about it and it almost kind of seemed like, well, maybe we cost ourselves some points earlier by going for it on fourth down. Let's get something on the board. Bang 55, hits at 52, hits two others. You know, the kickoff seemed to be exactly where you wanted to be with the Browns theory of Please try and catch the ball at at the goal line and advance it because we'd love to get you down before the 25-yard line. But Chase McLaughlin, uh, nice day. And we don't do much kicker talk here, as I said, folks. He was
0: good. Like, he hit the 57-yarder. Uh, he hit everything basically right down the middle. He's doing a great job on kickoffs. The Bronx still have yet to allow an opponent to start with the ball past the 25-yard line. Um, so, I mean – for all the things that are that are going well special teams is certainly up there and that's giving them another advantage on this team uh, it's it's fantastic that the Browns were able to sort of just sort of bring him in uh, in the summer and you know once they lost Cody Parkey, they're basically like yeah he's fine and he's been great so um, you know as with everything kickers you're sort of fingers crossed uh in the <laughs> same way you are with relief pitcher but uh well you wouldn't know anything about that because the Mets are terrible but um the oh, Browns took this uh, long September moment,
1: finally get to that uh
0: the Browns at least are keeping fingers crossed are pretty have to be pretty damn happy with what they're getting out because in both in all three games really the Browns have have done a nice job of kicking game and their ability to contain returners so it's been a big upgrade for the special teams, which has been better in general this year, which it had to be.
1: Now um, we go to uh, <laughs> now you go to the rest of the AFC: uh, Cincinnati Bengals over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And for you know, for all of us who've tried to believe this, yeah, I mean, it really appears the writing's on the wall there um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know, maybe it was on the writing writing was on the wall last year, even though they were eleven all. Um, it just, you know, it's, it's, it's a part of this going on fumes, but the bangles uh, beat them Pete. Uh, I mean, y- you see the Detroit lions apparently maybe have the Baltimore Ravens on the ropes. And this is after now you see that the Kansas city chiefs have you know already suffered their second loss of the season. Um, you know, Buffalo wins to be two and one. And you're like, wow, it could be an opportunity here where the Baltimore Ravens are one and two. And Justin Tucker from 60, 60- Six yards out, saves the Ravens, bacon in a 1917 victory. Um, look, I mean, good teams are good for a reason. And, you know, sometimes, yes, I know what everybody's going to say as far as the lay of game call, things of that nature. Um, but you, you know, if you get lucky, you capitalize on it. But, I mean, A number one for Detroit, as terrible as everything is going for them, to lose on that note, but, I mean, for the Browns, that's a tough one. I mean, it would have been really, really nice to look over tomorrow morning and see that the Ravens are 1-2, and two, even though they hold a victory over the Chiefs. But, you know, Justin Tucker, I mean, <laughs> stones, freaking stones.
0: Well, look, I mean, there's some questions about some officiating in that one, which doesn't surprise me. Um, look, the Ravens are going to go out of that and go uh, happy with a win. It's at least a little bit of a curiosity. Perhaps they're just, you know, carryover from the Chiefs game, but they had, they needed that field goal to beat the Detroit Lions, um, which is not a great indication of where things are at. But they get away with that one, uh, and if it doesn't carry over the next game, then nobody's going to care. But that's the unfortunate reality with it: is if if they do lose, um, they. You know, it's a huge loss for them in a a, a heated division uh, battle. So we'll see where they this. We'll see where this takes them um, over the course of the year. But just this is another one of those situations where it feels like the Ravens. I don't want to say get lucky, but they benefit from uh, questionable calls and and their team that's often prepared to take advantage of um, any advantage they can get. So. That that has been a big factor for them in the in two of the, their their two wins. Uh, the Bengals, one, the Steelers' offense is terrible, um, and two, they were able to protect Joe Burrow. Uh, they didn't give up a hit or a sack in this game, and I, I understand that um, T.J. Watt and Alonzo or uh, Alex Highsmith were out, but they have Mel- Melvin Ingram, they have uh, Cameron Hayward, they have. Stefan to it and they were able to protect him. so that for a team that has not protected him all at all to this point this was a huge game for them uh, because if they can string a few of those together and keep him from getting hit and beat up over the course of the year then then they can potentially be a sneaky team I don't think it's going to last um, obviously they still have to play the Browns they still have to play the Ravens they still have to play the Steelers potentially you know they have to play the Steelers with those guys back a second time, I think it's going to catch up with them, but they had what amounts to be a perfect day from their standpoint, beat the Steelers and keep Joe Burrow upright the entire time uh, without letting him get touched.
1: Well, I mean, we can see how that works out when you play the Cleveland Browns, um, after what we saw from this defensive line today. Um, But look, folks, I mean, (laughs) there's always things that can be improved upon. And, you know, at the end of the day, 26-6, to six, it may not be the most beautiful thing. But, I mean, it was it was a whooping, no doubt about it. The Browns' defensive line, you know, set the tone and had a rookie quarterback, you know, basically a, just – basically, oh, I don't want to say begging for mercy, but there was just nothing he could do at this point. Uh, offensively, it took a while before you find out what was working, what was not. Maybe it wasn't Nick's day. Well, that's great. If you have a day where it's not Nick Chubb's day, you can put Kareem Hunt in. Um, you were able to bring Odell back into the fold here, um, and it looked as good as it ever has been as far as him being a member uh, you know, of the Browns and of this passing attack and working in unison. Um, you didn't get a ton out of the tight ends, but you get an Austin, Hyper, Austin Hooper touchdown. Um, but it just goes to show you after the week they had last week, just the levels and multitude of talent the Browns have on the offensive side of the ball, You know, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the skill players. Um, see this defense start, you know, basically, start, hopefully start climbing the ladder here, taking, you know, taking their stance as far as what should potentially be one of the better defenses in the NFL. And then you get things, you know, like your kicker having a nice day. Uh, Demetrius Felton is starting to show a real contribution within the punt return game, which is something we certainly haven't seen, you know, since the days of, you know, Josh Cribbs being a part of the Cleveland Browns. So uh, just all in all a good day. Your first place Cleveland Browns, two and one. Uh, You know, you get ready for next week, Uh, you roll on to that. But I mean, look, the momentum is building um, and just goes to show you that you don't always have to be perfect to win in the NFL if you're a good team, which is exactly what your Cleveland Browns are. Sports Illustrated is Pete Smith, Browns Digest, everything over there. Obviously, it'll be a big week for Pete and the the crew. You're covering this W now two in a row, two and one for Cleveland on the season. You know, still uh, first place uh, in the North, continuing, hopefully to continue to trend that way throughout the season. So check out all the written work, check out the podcast, make sure you're checking out for Pete's sake, uh, you know, where Pete and Nicole will break it down and uh, get into next week. Uh, so everything through Brown's digest, make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith, underscore uh, the show itself at locked on Brown's follow back account. DMS are open. Everybody knows that me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd uh, throw a follow over there. DMS are open. You guys know that questions, ideas, whatever, feel free to hit me up. But again, The Cleveland Browns 26 to 6 win over the Chicago Bears today. Convincing fashion. Amazing day by your defensive line. Offense, it took a while, but they got it going. Got it going late, and they were to close out a solid victory. Two and one. First place in the AFC North. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.